Welcome. You're listening to the Bullet List Podcast. Join us in this episode as we talk about the big news from the last few weeks, namely Hive, Tarsus, and of course, what everybody else is talking about, Cvent. So here we are, Bob. Here we are. Another Event Tech Week has passed us by, and the 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 planetary bodies are still merging and colliding. I don't know. You you, you accidentally skip a week only because you decided to go off to Quebec to do some interesting things. Oh there. yeah, you're right. You're right. You're right. I did. I did. So yeah. two weeks. Two. It's been an two interesting weeks. two weeks. Two weeks. It's two weeks. It's interesting. But you know, in that time, all of a sudden. It gets really interesting, and whether it's a good thing or a bad thing, yet to decide. All right, so to to um, put this all in, what we're about to talk about into context, Meta has let go of more staff. What was it? Ten thousand people of ten thousand. Ten thousand. Ten thousand people. Like on, on top of off. the on top of the ten thousand, they laid off a little shortly before that. I mean that's that's wait that's twenty thousand twenty thousand people. I mean, blimey! But but that may not be an indication of tech in general because we're going to talk about what's going on in event tech, and there is movement in event tech. Well, the thing is, is there's a lot of um, tech in general. it's not going well at the moment because, as I say, Facebook is laid off, and we know other general tech companies have done the same. But in the meantime, within the event tech, we have companies. Um, well, let's start off with Hive, a UK company. Yeah, and again, and sold to private equity, um, yeah. which you know the same C event is going. Private, private yeah. equity. Um, you know, Hublot. Well, that's not private equity, but they acquired well, Field Drive. Bought Field Drive, but we'll come to that. Uh, so, yeah, so Hive into private equity. Um, Tarsus. Informa, snatched them up. Yep. And, of course, Cvent going to... Blackstone. Blackstone. So, the thing is, with, with the last 6 to 12 months, there's been a lot of turmoil with Invent Tech. Lots of mergers, lots of companies being bought up and then vanishing. Yeah, a lot of lot of large companies failing. Hopin is one of those that's that's on shaky ground. They've bought uh, got rid of a lot of stuff. There's been a lot of layoffs. A lot of it's yet to settle. Let's put um, yeah, and I know I'm putting it. And when it comes to like these mergers, right? When it comes to you know who below buying Field Drive. I okay, it makes sense, right? Field Drive does, you know, on-site type things. Where Hublot is a virtual platform, hybrid platform, event app, mobile app. It kind of adds to their stable of tools as long as they use it. And right, uh, you know, unlike Hopin that got Boomset and now Boomset is was, you know, faded off into the distance. What scares me about all of these is the private equity. Because they're going to take Cvent private, and you know I'm not the I have never been up on the top of the hill, you know, singing Cvent's praises, but there are a lot of people that 
that use Zvent. And if these companies come in and start slashing and burning staff and raising rates, and you know, I think the quote from somebody was, uh, "They're going to maximize shareholder value." That's never, never. That's never good when they say things like that. It's <laughs> no, never good. Well, at least it's not. It's good for the shareholders, <laughs> but it's not yeah. good for the end user. Yeah. Um, but does this offer a play for a smaller company that is ready to pounce? If, oh, well, it's just being nimble that counts, isn't it? Yeah, because there is always that that you know. Right now, all of these companies are in that honeymoon period, right? Where CVEN is still chugging along like it was two months ago, but the changes haven't started to happen yet. If there is someone who is ready to come out of the, you know, fly out of the woods on this one, when it starts to take a dip, they could steal some market share. Yeah, yeah, which um, could mean CVEN spirals downwards. All get broken up because if it's private equity, then they're going to look at um, how can we keep our shareholders happy. Right, this bit's not doing well. Right, let's get rid of that and all the people associated. That's not cool. Yeah, they they break they break parts of it off and then load it up with debt and then push it over the side of the cliff. Yeah, yeah, that's, that's not good. But the thing is, though, um, does this indicate that there is confidence within the event tech sector? We've had, as, as we've already said, lots of layoffs, lots of mergers, lots of um, some of the really good little platforms that are out there have been sunsetted, as they like to put it, as in, you know, closed down, shut up and boarded up. But if private equity is going around buying and investing in these companies, does that mean that the, the shaky nature of event tech is not so shaky anymore? Is there confidence? Uh, I, I... Yeah, I, I would say, so that's a loaded question. So I would say some companies in event tech have very bright futures, right? Most of the industry is pretty rock solid. You know, planners are planners are a loyal bunch, right? <laughs> you know, we get our tools and we, we don't want to switch, you know, which is hence why Excel is still the number one event planning tool there is. Um, so, so yeah, I think parts of the event tech industry are rock solid, right? I, I do. I think that they're yeah. fine. I, I think there are some players who wrote a good thing because this the global situation allowed them to. Um, but on any given day, they wouldn't be. They wouldn't even be in the race. Does that make sense? Yeah. Yeah. So, but but. So there are parts of the industry of the industry that are a little bit shaky, but as a whole, I think it's rock but solid. Would it be um, safe to assume then that the the ones who are still shaky, still having problems, um, is it the ones who really still haven't aligned their business model to after COVID? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, think about it. If, if a lot of them, yeah. <laughs> if Cvent has chugged along nicely with and um consider they must be consistently making profit for an for an equity company to to pounce and say yeah we want that meanwhile companies like hopin who don't seem to don't seem to be 
changing the way they do things. We're happen. We're, uh, I already talked about them like they're in the past. Um, was happen or is happen run by event people? I don't think so. Is that the uh, difference? Do you think? Um, it might be. See, that's always been a big, huge problem in event tech, right? You know, tech folks would design these amazing products. I mean, stunningly amazing. But they didn't listen to the feedback from the planners, right? Planners like a certain like things a certain way, and and if you don't bend to that way, they're going to ignore you. You know, it isn't like uh, it, it isn't like a general consumer product where there are so many people out there that you just find the people who like the way you do it and everything goes great. Yeah, you know? it's, it's a niche sector. Yeah, I mean, it, but um, but yeah, I'm, I should um. I would think that there's a lot of, as you say, a lot of amazing tech out there that would have they that the developers think will help a planner, but a lot of the times are they just creating solutions for problems that don't exist? I've seen a few of those. Um, or the other one is that let's say that a company, a, a company did events a certain way, and so someone at that company developed a product to solve their particular problem. Yeah. Well, that's not everybody's problem, right? And and they thought it would it would take the world by storm and then they run into Excel and Excel is like the gigantic uh what would you call it? What is the thing that stands in front of the gate for you? Well, it's it's not just a guardian, it's a monolith that everybody comes yes. to because the mono, you know, the monolith, I like that. So, yeah. you know, Excel is the giant monolith that you just can't get around. Yeah. It's so embedded in work practices that to you have to pry the fingers off it. Uh, yeah, well, and, and you know there are certain companies that are giving it a good solid go, right? You know, we work with Joyce, and and you know they've actually they're kind of trying to do something that has the best of both worlds, right? It's an online planning tool, but you can get everything in Excel, right? You can do it that way. Um, you know, Planning Pod. Uh, you know, I, I've sung their praises for a long time. I think they have a fine quality product. Um, you know, they are doing a really good job. Um, so, yeah. Also, another, another thought that just occurred to me, is it the, the companies that are still on shaky ground? Are they the ones that are do all platforms? You name it, the platform does it. Or the ones that are going to succeed the ones that are rock solid at the moment, are they addressing one problem only and really making it work? Um, well, no, I don't know. I don't know if the, I think, no, because CVEN is a everything to everyone, right? They do mobile apps, planning tools, booking tools for, for, you know, for properties. So it does do a little bit of everything, right? Yeah, but if um, it's properly integrated, it's, it's not so much of a, a problem. I'm just wondering whether you know the the um, don't worry, our platform will do everything you could possibly imagine. But the thing is, people have. You know, the reason I'm saying this is because if you think about it, planners like to pick out the tools that work for them. Hence, we love Excel. It works. We'll use it, and oh, then I... they'll use a ticketing service, and then they'll use another thing for doing the next aspect of their event. I actually think you just answered that question. Right. And, and you answered it by saying planners pick the tool that works. 
So I think if you have that all-in-one tool that that actually does work, and CVEN does it, you know, for lack of a for better or for yeah. worse, it does it does work. But if you look at the best in breed tools, right? Like Amtrav, when it comes to travel, has their new platform called Gather. Right? It's simple. It's easy. It works. It's awesome. They're killing it in managed travel, right? If you look yeah. at, um, you know, if you look at uh, streaming, right? If you've got to stream a session, right? Zoom is killing it, right? Because it works. It's easy. It's this. It does translation. You know, restream. It works. It's easy, right? And so yeah. I think that I think that if you have a tool that that planners a don't, there isn't a big learning curve. Uh, because no one has time to learn anything, uh, and it just works. Yeah, you can be successful, but if if a planner has to go into your tool, whatever it is, and it's going to take them a month to learn it, it is not going to fly. No, no, that's the thing. I mean, it's great. I mean, if you've got a platform like Cven where you can go in and use a section of it and it works really well, then you want to expand it. Oh. They've got this other feature that integrates with it. That's brilliant. I can keep using the same platform without wandering off. But yeah, as soon as as soon as the the integration fails or it doesn't play nicely, then then yeah. yeah. I mean, well, like, if you look at Feedloop, right? Feedloop um, does a whole lot of things, right? I've got one client that's in there now that's using them for a mobile app. I've got I have another client, and but you know, are there better mobile apps? Sure. Right. Although feed loops is completely fine. But what sold it for my client was the fact that it was multilingual. Right. So you could translate sessions into multiple languages, which is what they needed. I have another client coming up um, later this year that will be going with feed loop because it does the registration portion, the mobile app. And their biggest thing is they need abstract collection with the ability for a committee to go and vote on the abstracts that come in. Okay. Feed loop fits that bill. Um, and it works, you know, is it the best tool for that? No, probably not. But however, combined with the other two things that they do need, it actually makes it a rock solid platform for them. So, yeah. So as we're saying, you know, do one job and do it really, really well and play, play nicely with others. Well, there you go. Yeah, so that kind of thing is going to survive really, really well. In the meantime, I, I still, you know, I, I mean, I still wonder whether you know the the do it all platforms, because they've only got to have one feature that nobody uses for it to start causing a problem. As in, will they then get rid of that feature, or is it going to cost them? Yeah, I you know, so put on our procrast prognosticator. I can't talk. It's early on. It's early on a Saturday after St. Patrick's Day. Um, You know, put on our prognosticator hats. You know, where do you where do we see event tech in a year? I think there's a lot more mergers coming. I think there's a lot more failures coming. Oh, it hasn't settled yet by any means. I mean, these are early days where we see people like Tarsus, Hive and Cvent all as, as attractive you know, purchases, whether it's by private equity or otherwise. Yeah. You know, I and, think, I, I, and I, yeah, I think that as the, as the industry shifts, 
right and and we come out of we come into move into what will be known as the post covid era um mm. you know there is going to be shakeout there is going to be fallout if you are if you're a planner or an organization and you have all your eggs in one tech basket you know make sure that that's the tech that's going to come out the other side you know if not start start planning now right you know and here's a prime example of that um we had a client or have a client i should say that that uses boom set right hop in just sunset boom set and but we've already been thinking about it for a while now right so when it's time in october to re-go out we will have a new tool and you know fortunately their processes will you know lend themselves to any tool so we just need to pick that right tool but because they were intelligent enough um to think ahead it won't be a huge catastrophe for them for a lot of smaller organizations it could be bad is is are they is um hopin planning to sort of like have an equivalent feature built into their current platform or are they just getting rid of that altogether uh, who the knows with them they don't have i don't think there's a public roadmap at least i haven't seen it right and and you could allay so many people's fears by just saying hey if you currently use boomset sign up for the you know hop in death star joyride and we'll and and you know you'll get the same experience they don't tell anyone what they're doing um so it doesn't inspire you to continue using the same platform if a feature disappears and never gets not exactly oh. replaced, but if the same sort of feature set doesn't appear within the platform, you know, it's, it's like if you get rid of the ticketing system, you go, well, nobody uses tickets, we're going to get rid of it. So all the people who have been, have been using it are going to go, well, what are we going to do? Where do we go? They go to a, yet another platform or maybe a singular service that offers ticketing, and that's where they go. They won't come back to where they were. Now, I think Hopin put themselves into this death spiral. I think they did it themselves. Um and it will it will I it'll I'll wonder if they're able to pull it up before they go all the way down to the ground. Um yeah, I hope they do. I don't want anybody I don't want any company to fail, right? Nobody wants that. I don't want people to lose their jobs. Um you know, but it's they're like doing it themselves. But I mean to be clear, I hope that the we're not having a go at the staff or the products no, or the services no. because the, the event industry is full of amazing people. However, somebody's made a dis- business decision yeah. to spend as much of the VC money as quickly oh. as possible. This shit's all in the C-suite, man. This has nothing to do with rank-and-file employees. No, no. <laughs> it, it's a shame that the, at the end of the day, you know, the top level yeah. but, away with the money, but but I know that anyway, we've yes. talked about that. I know that we've talked about this before. This is the perfect up op- when something like that happens. It is the perfect opportunity for those event tech companies that are looking to strengthen their own positions to bring in quality, amazing people, right? That you know that already get it. They already get the industry, and for other organiz and for organizations, right? This might be the chance for you to finally bring someone in who can right so oh yeah oh yeah i mean this is the thing i mean i mean can you imagine little agencies actually bringing in some sort of uh, event tech guy or girl yeah and building their own little tools that they can use for getting that little edge over everybody else you and know, that's I, a great idea the board 
I mean, it truly is, right? And 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 associations or nonprofits having their own software product actually is not that uncommon. Um, you know, we or it's it's not unheard of, I should say. Um, you know, we have a client that is a very large nonprofit, and they have a subsidiary or a wholly owned software company that develops software for that industry. Right. And they've actually made that a nonprofit too, but, but that's a cool idea. That's really good. It, it, it's really interesting and it works and it's booming. And, you know, you just have to have somebody with, with that vision, I guess, at the top. Um, and it would, it's not right for everybody. Right. I mean, you've got to be able to support it. You've got to be able to have the staff to support it. You know, so there's a lot that goes into well, it. And also they probably attracting people who are happy to, either give time or volunteer or whatever level of service they're offering, you know, to take that on for a non-profit. Well, but it's well, well, actually, they actually have fully paid developers and stuff. But the nice thing is because these are non, it's a non-profit organization that is doing this, um, they tend to treat their employees a little better than the software companies. <laughs> so, so the people who work for them love it because they're getting the holidays off. They literally have quality of life. They're working from eight in the morning till five in the afternoon. They're remote, you know, so they they don't have any problem finding people to come work for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, that's so, cool. I love right, that. How, how, do we, how do we bring this one home? Like, like, what is the, I mean, do we have any final thoughts on this? I mean, just- No, there is no final thoughts because- <laughs> Because, because we don't know it, what the f- we're talking about. No, no, no. We we know exactly what we're talking about. Come on, we're experts, professionals. Oh. Yeah, no, we don't actually know what we're talking about. But the reason why I'm saying uh, there isn't any fun thoughts because it's not over yet. The no. settling period, settling down period of the the mergers, acquisitions, the sunsetting of companies. Um, we're it's still we're still going through it. And who knows what's really going to end? Maybe six months to a year, you know, people will get onto the business of actually trying to provide good services instead of worrying about, you know, who should we buy next? Well, I I was at a thing the other night and somebody was like, hey, Keith, who do you think is the next one to go? And I'm like, I don't know, Uh, because it's uh, who's going to be the fastest to go. Right, I'm I just pin the names on a dartboard and throw an arrow. Yeah, I, you, you know, know it. It is. It's actually the dominoes have started to fall. Right, they'll all fall. It will shake out. There will be fewer companies. There will be larger companies. Right, that have merged together and done all this other stuff. Um, but then the cycle will start again. Right, then there is the opportunity for those small up and comers to start chipping away at it again right and you know we will this is a cyclical process this goes on and on and on it has throughout time so so and then we'll be right back here talking about this in x years yeah because the the start um there's always a small guy the startup who takes on the big guy they go from being uh, a contender to being a competitor to being top dog and then it happens to them when somebody comes up from the bottom and it just goes round and round and round. But that what makes it exciting and interesting. So if here's my here's my closing thought. If you are someone who wants to start a event tech software company, 
go for registration and rather than having it do everything, have it integrate with everything. There you go. That's my closing thought, Bob. <laughs> okay. Fair enough. Okay. So that's actually the one tool I want. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that'd be so cool. Um, I, yeah. It'd be uh, amazing to actually have a registration system that doesn't sort of fall over the moment the doors open. I'm not talking about Confex, obviously, but you know, stuff happens. <laughs> yeah, happens the best anyway, of us, man. So in a in a hundred years, oh, no, in fact, ten years time, if everybody's listening to this in ten years time, hello to the overlords, the um, the first order empire that now owns all of event tech. Yes, it is. Seventin. Oh. Hop vent. <laughs> Hop vent. There you go. Hop vent. <laughs> anyway, I think it's time to um, get a fresh cup of tea or fresh coffee. And yeah, and, it, and it's Saturday here in the States and it's early in the morning, so it's probably time for me to go do laundry. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Bullet List Show. You can find more episodes on our blog at bullet-list.com or on your favorite podcast platform. The blog has an RSS feed so you can keep up with the latest news. There's also a podcast RSS feed if that's what you prefer. Both details can be found on the blog. Finally, we have a Facebook group where we welcome your feedback, ideas for topics and suggestions for guests. Please come and join us. We're looking forward to seeing you there.